Hello everyone, this is THE Trey Lamar and you are now listening to Wrestling Cheers. Making your way in the world today Takes everything you got Taking a break from all your worries Sure would help a lot Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name And they're always glad you came You want to go where you can see that troubles are all the same You want to go where everybody knows your name And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers where everybody knows your name Especially when you are part of 40 Acres this is Wrestling Chairs. We like to talk about things going northeast to our independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is an interview with AIW superstar Trey Lamar. I am your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Chairs is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe your every listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingChairs.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, and instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email if you so choose, desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I said, this is an interview with Trey Lamar, and we got him on the line right now. Trey, how's it going? Hey, what's up, bro? How's it going? This has been a long time coming. Yes, sir, it has. Whether it be the years you've been in AIW or whether it be me trying to get you on since probably about April or so, and we finally got it. Yeah, good to be here. What's up, bro? Same shit, different day for me, but dude, like the past few months for you, or even like this year in general, outside of the bullshit of 2020, it's kind of been a really great year for Trey Lamar. Even like the last time we seen each other at AIW in Ohio, for that matter, because technically we've seen each other, but you had your match versus Alex Shelley, and there was so much on the table for you, even at that point, because we had the collective coming up and all that kind of stuff, and like everything was looking great. COVID happens, world shuts down, everything just goes to shit. But I even think you've been managed to really, really save that for you because as soon as wrestling started happening again you know you were one of the people that started on the gcw roster like you and lee moriarty and i think ever since then like it's it's been a great opportunity after great opportunity for you how how do you feel about 2020 minus all the you know covid bullshit man uh yeah like you said i mean it was really shaping up to be a good year for me um back when wrestling was normal you know, like with the Alex Shelley match, um, then the collective starting up. So I was like really excited, you know, I was finally going to get my, my break and like just an opportunity to show, you know, the wrestling world who I am, you know what I mean? Um, but then when the COVID stuff happened, it was like, like wow, this sucks, you know? <laughs> so like, um, just with GCW picking me up, it was like, all right, here's my time, like to actually, you know, show these guys and, you know, me and Lee went out there and killed it. And, yeah, it's just been, like, ever since then, it's, it's just been great. It's just been kind of riding this wave, you know what I mean? It's been a great time here in 2020, for sure. And it, it seems to be, like, partially overdue, but then there's also been this great build for you. Like, your class, I mean, there, there's a lot of, you know, star potential in your, you know, your AIW class. And 
I know it's probably been talked about a nauseum, but you know, your debut match had had the rope break and it's widely remembered for that. But I think like with people like you and Bishop, it's just you got you all I mean, all four of you persevered and then like Bishop was kind of like the big breakout of that class. And I think you've been right there behind him, like going along and like not necessarily paving your own way, but like still making a name for yourself. And I felt like Josh was like quicker, but still with you, it's like, you were always there still, still making a name for yourself and wrestling as many places as possible. How many uh, states and everything have you uh, wrestled at wrestled in? Um, Oh man, that's, I don't know. It's been a, it's been a while since I thought about it. Uh, let's see. I've wrestled in New Jersey, New York, um, Iowa, uh, of course, Ohio. Um, let me see. Boston, so Boston. Uh, oh man, it's it's hard thinking of everywhere. Tennessee, Indiana, uh, Kentucky. You know, I've I've been been quite a quite a few places. It, that would definitely uh take take a little more thinking power to think of all these places, bro. But, so. So yeah. you've definitely made a name for yourself. A little bit. I'm getting there. <laughs> well, what I mean is the thing that I enjoy of the most from students is when they venture outside of Northeast Ohio because people like, you know, me and all the other AIW regulars, like we're kind of like watching you from day one, but then watching like, okay, maybe you wrestle in Columbus next and maybe you get about a little bit further. And next thing you know, like you're a couple states over. And like, it's just watching someone go from, uh, I don't want to say absolute nobody, but like you're a student, like no one really knows who you are, but then it's that, that build of like, next thing I know, everybody's talking about something or whatever, uh, opportunities that you got, you guys get. So it's, it's really cool to see literally something go from no real fan base to, oh my God, check out this dude. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy to think about how far I've came in the last couple months. It's, it's definitely been wild. That's for sure. I'm grateful for it all, for sure. Just riding the wave, you know? Yeah, and then, like, I know the one thing I'm really excited for when it when it debuts, when we get to see you and Lee and Ben Carter on Impact. Like, that, that absolutely blows my mind that, like, Alex Shelley has put, like, you and Lee and Ben, like, under his wing and, like, help get this opportunity like i've said before like i I think i told you like i'm not really a huge alex shelley fan like i don't hate him but he's never been like a guy that i've i'm crazy about but seeing like when people give back like this it's like wow that's that's huge because that doesn't happen every single day oh for sure yeah alex shelley he's he's been very helpful 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 for us um you know ever since like i had my match with him um, Lee had already been kind of under his wing at that time. And then like, after that, that's when he took me under and Ben as well. And like, uh, yeah, before all this stuff shut down, I mean, there was, remember the ROH thing popped up where he had got us opportunity there. Um, it hadn't, it hadn't been announced yet, but yeah, that, that was coming up and that had to be shut down. Um, and then like, uh, him getting us the opportunity with impact, you know, um, whenever we have a match, like we'll, we'll send it to him and like, and he'll give us, you know, real deep critiques on it. You know, so he's, he's just been really helpful for us and really looking out for us and all. So yeah, I love him. Such a great guy. I want to transition into a topic that I've never heard you talk about, but I know you're a big fan of, and like, we've had some minor 
conversations about it, and that's the MCU. Oh, yeah. Big fan of the MCU, <laughs> bro, for sure. Were you someone that jumped in, like, day one, early, like, early on when there was very little movies, or, like, what, like, or where was it that you started watching these, you know, MCU movies? Oh, I, I mean, I've been a Marvel uh, Marvel fan my entire life. I mean, I can't really just say Marvel because I've also in DC. I like Batman and all of his characters. Um, but yeah, Marvel. I've been a Marvel fan, comic fan for my entire life. You know, so like when Iron Man came out, oh, I was I was right on. You know, and then so I followed the MCU since the start of it for sure. I think. The whole MCU is fun to watch. I got in right after the Hulk came out. It was, I think, because that whole year, obviously, when you had the one-two punch of Iron Man and Hulk coming out the same summer, but it was also like the same summer as The Dark Knight. And I was so pumped for Dark Knight, like months going into it. I didn't want to watch any other movie but that. Like, that's what I had my eyes on. And then we get to the point where I've seen the movie. It's it's done. Okay, let me check out all these other movies. And I was definitely someone who loved a lot of superhero movies. You know, I grew up in the 90s, so that's a lot of, you know, Batman. Like, Batman was huge in the 90s. But then you know, obviously have other comic book movies that came out later, and obviously, too, with, like, the X-Men cartoon series. I wasn't big into it, but I I still remember it the, the impact that it had. So when those movies came out, those were fun to watch. So I was always trying to watch as many of those movies as possible. So when I got to the point of finally checking these out, because I think the big hype was like, oh, my God, they're going to create this this whole universe like it's not going to be just one movie kind of like with batman where it's always batman like there's never any superman or anybody but now we're going to get to a point where there's all these other superheroes and we're going to get the avengers and like watching that that build has been like one of my favorite movie experiences ever and then we fast forward to uh end game i mean i loved infinity war a lot but we get to end game where like we get we finally get the avengers assemble sequence breathtaking i fucking love it like one of my favorite moments in the theater in my entire life oh yeah for sure yeah that i mean the entire mc it, it was just so so well put together like like you said like the whole like universe thing like um where it all ties into each other i love that you know i, I do i really do wish that dc would you know work on that more um you know because they have they have a lot of cool characters over there you know uh it's just Marvel has done such a great job with that. And then with Endgame, I mean, it was just like a like a love letter to the MCU fans, you know what I mean? Uh, yes, for sure. I, I love Endgame. I actually just watched it earlier. <laughs> That's crazy. It's on my list to sit down and rewatch again soon. Like, granted, like, Infinity War and Endgame both, I've watched multiple times in the theater, multiple times at home, but there's something about sitting down and, like, I want to watch both of them back-to-back, which I don't think I've done in a while. Of all the MCU superheroes, who's your favorite? Iron Man, for sure, Iron Man. Not necessarily um, where I thought you would go with it, but okay. I mean, I, I can see a lot of Iron Man with you. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, like, so growing up, my favorite superhero was always Spider-Man. Uh, it was Spider-Man and Batman. But, like, so, I mean, Spider-Man holds, like, a special place in my heart, but definitely Iron Man is my favorite out of, out of the MCU. You know, Robert Downey Jr. killed that role. So. He, he did, and uh, he, like, really helped breathe new life into two Marvel movies like I don't know where we would be without like starting him off because like that Hulk movie wasn't super great but beginning everything with Iron Man just with the Incredible Hulk? what's that you talking about the Incredible Hulk with Abomination yeah oh man I, I actually really like that movie I think it's one of those ones that 
we just had like the other Hulk movie, which I've never watched, but I remember like oh, like everybody complained about that movie, and then like shortly after, we're getting another Hulk, so it's just like, oh, great. And I think the no, fact the fact that we haven't got anything else of the Hulk since then, like his own movie. I mean, granted, that's just movie studio rights and all that kind of stuff, but it's kind of like it's this like forgotten movie of the that that first phase. Yeah, and uh, the the original Hulk. Yeah, that's not part of the MCU. That's just like I mean, that movie wasn't terrible, but I mean, it wasn't it wasn't all that. Um, I enjoyed it as a kid, of course, but. Yeah, the Incredible Hulk. I, I definitely did like that. I wish they could, you know, follow up with another one, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I think it has something to do with Universal owns the right, or maybe it's not Universal. Whoever it is, like, owns the rights to Hulk, allowed them to do that one movie, and that's it. Like, and they they have the rights to use the character, but they can't make another standalone. It's almost similar to Spider Man, but that's obviously way bigger. And like when he was added, I mean, that was. That was such a huge moment. Like, I'm definitely not a huge Spider-Man fan. Like, I'm this oddball guy that doesn't has never really cared for him. But adding him to the MCU was huge. That's crazy. How do you not like Spider-Man, bro? What? That's wild. Because as a kid, like, as a kid between, like, me and some friends of uh, mine, it was either, you know, Batman or Spider-Man. Like, it was this kind of like, which one do you like more? And me and a... A few of my other friends, like we were like more Batman than Spider-Man. And I've always kind of carried this. I don't want to say grudge, but I've always carried that little debate through my whole life. But like, granted, like I still watch Spider-Man movies. Like I don't boycott them. Like obviously uh, Enter the Spider-Verse, like everybody raved about that movie. And like just doing an animated comic book movie like that was awesome. And it's something I hope we end up seeing more of. Yeah. Oh, they're making they're uh, working on the next one now less i heard yeah i think there was it was pretty much a given like with how much money it made and like it got a lot of buzz and i even thought if the mcu was going to lose spider-man like that was the way sony was going to go it's like well uh we can't really compete with you with all all your movies so we're just going to create an animated version and like that'll be what gets everybody in because to me that was like the only way i figured they could move forward because look at all the like all the MCU movies, how great they are, how great the Spider-Man movies like fit into all that. And they tried to do it with Venom and Venom was just, it just lacked a little something. Like I didn't mind it, but it definitely wasn't the same feel. So I thought like, all right, they're just going to have to go animated from now on, which isn't horrible. What about you? Who's your favorite of the MCU? My favorite superhero. And it's kind of where I thought you were going to go. Uh, Captain America. Oh, I mean, I, I love Captain America for sure. This is not my favorite out of all. Because I think there was a picture I seen from from you forever ago where you're dressed up like Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That was my uh, camp counselor days. Wow. What were you camp counselor for? Uh, uh, it's a Christian camp. Okay. In Sherrodville, Ohio. Yeah, I was a counselor there for a couple of years until I got my big boy job, and then I had to stop it. Big boy job in wrestling. I I went to one of those camps when I was younger. I just don't remember the name of it. Like, I went one summer, and it was a Christian camp. I just don't remember much. I mean, I mean, I was in, like, fourth grade, going into fifth, so that was probably a good 20-plus years ago. But, yeah, with the uh, MCU movies, I do wish we would get something like that with DC. Like, Batman, like, we, we both admit, like admittedly, that's one of our favorites. And there's so much with him, but DC has 
I feel like they've just kind of dropped the ball with trying to create that universe. They've, they've tried, but I feel like they're trying to just like, all right, we need to do the same thing as Marvel, but do it as quicker. And you can't do that because Batman, if yeah. they would make everything right, would be amazing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. With all his villains. Oh man. He probably arguably has the best villains of all comics. Really? Besides Spider-Man, him and Spider-Man, they're, they're about neck and neck. I would think. I feel Batman's are bigger mainly because of how popular a lot of his material has been, whether it be, you know, the, the sixties live action show, whether it be the, the animated cartoon of the nineties, whether it be even the movies where when you think Batman, like first off, you're always thinking Joker, but there's still, you could go Catwoman's a big name. Two face is a big name. Penguin's a big name. Uh, Mr. Freeze is a big name. It's like some of those that just got have gotten a lot of attention through the years and even to the point of she's a newer villain, but Harley Quinn, like who, how many long lasting franchises have been able to create a new character and have that like be just as popular as a lot of the, the franchise favorites. Right. Yeah. And Joker is, is, is the villain of all comics. I don't think there is a villain bigger than him. Ah, the only one that would be, I mean, of all movies, I mean, of all comics, I think it does go Joker. The closest popular villain I think you have in all of television, movies, all that is Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah, there's another one. But no, I, was, I was thinking comics, though. Yeah, when it comes to comics, uh, I don't think, I mean, there there are some bigger names. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, when you think of of superhero like what villain do you think of and does that villain match to the joker because like when i think superman i think lex luther not as big um when i think like even like even thinking of like my favorite villain thanos like thanos is big but i feel like thanos wasn't as big until the mcu and you know the joker has been a staple since at, at the minimum the 60s because everybody talks about caesar romero being a great joker and then that led into years later, Jack Nicholson, and then, you know, Heath Ledger. I mean, there's just this legacy of this one character. Yeah. You know, Joker's definitely the most iconic uh, villain there is, unless you want to talk talk about Star Wars. And then talk about Darth Vader. Yeah, as far as, like, superhero comics, I think Joker has that for sure. I'm literally trying to think of other villains. Like, there's, there's legitimately nobody. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what kind of makes Batman so special, because Batman 2 has been around forever. Like the original series, I think that started in like the 20s or the 30s and what it's built over the years to manage to be able to last as many decades and still be, you know, somewhat known like when the, when we mentioned it with the Joker, but with Batman, when they did the actual Batman movie, I think people were doubting it like it was going to be anything better than the uh, the live action show of the 60s, but they managed to just be insanely good. And now, like, when we got to the 2000s, people thought the same thing about Christopher Nolan's fucking Batman movies, which I love. They're like, oh, this isn't going to be as good as Jack Nicholson and all that. Kind of, well, like, boom, it, like, I think it, it's better to me. But I know people will at least, at least try to agree that they're in the same realm of being, like, really good. Yeah, no, I, I think my, my favorite uh, my favorite Joker is definitely Heath Ledger. Yeah, there, and then, there's something about that character that is like so amazing. And I just wish he didn't die in that role because a lot of people say like, Oh, like he, it was so good and all that people watched it. Cause he, he died. I'm like, well, I, I think it was kind of good no matter what. Yeah, for sure. That's another one that just killed the entire role. I've always said with him that there's, 
most of that movie, I don't look at that as Heath Ledger. I look at it as the Joker. And I think it's really hard to look at a lot of actors like that. They have to be in a certain role or whatnot, because you'll always look at them and go, oh, that's X actor playing this particular character. But there's some that just manage to pull it off. Like I always say, Heath Ledger and the Joker, uh, David Spade and Joe Dirt. Like, I don't look at that as David Spade. I look at that as that character, Joe Dirt. Right. So, Grant, this is coming out next week, but I know you are a football fan. And I kind of forgot that you were a Cardinals fan. Yes, sir. <laughs> How you feeling about this season? Oh, man. Uh, to be honest with you, I actually haven't been paying attention to any football this year. Well, yeah, it's, I, it's only yeah. been one game. We had, didn't have any preseason. <laughs> so actually, I'm oh, see, I had no idea, bro. I've been totally out of the loop. Yeah, there was no uh, Hall of Fame game, no Hall of Fame enshrinement. I mean, you'd have probably potentially at least noticed that because obviously where we're, we're from, the Hall of Fame weekend is huge and like that just completely gone. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, but I, I know your your dad is a Steelers fan. Yeah, <laughs> yes he is. Yeah, I I used to be a fan actually. Uh, just because I was just trying to follow behind him. But yeah, once uh, wait, did I ever tell you how I became a Cardinals fan? I've heard it on other interviews, but you can feel free to to repeat it here just just for context for people. Okay, yeah, just so I'm not leaving anybody out. Well, um, so every year, well, besides this year, I would go out to see my grandpa in Arizona, uh, mainly Phoenix and Flagstaff. Uh, but one time, so like the Cardinals, they come out to Flagstaff uh, during their spring training. And um, me and my grandpa and my little sister, we had went to a Cardinals practice. And, you know, I'm just throwing my football up and down or whatever. And one of the staff members comes up to me and says, hey, would you like to meet the team? You know, and so I'm just, like, of course, I mean, I'm like 15 years old. I'm all happy and stuff. And so I go and I, uh, they, they take us to their merch stand and get us a couple hats. We went on the field and got them all signed by everybody. So ever since then, I've been a card, uh, a real diehard Cardinals fan for sure. That's what steered me away from, from the Steelers. And it's funny because they, they also had the, the Super Bowl matchup against each other. Yep. I think it was, was it, it was two years before that. So yeah, you know, I remember I was rooting for the Steelers <laughs> that year. And man, you turn your turn your back on them. I mean, granted, at least you, you turn your back on the Steelers because I mean, I'm a I'm a Browns fan, so seeing that happen kind of kind of does make me happy. Yeah. Thing that I, I love about your parents too, like how supportive they are of you. The thing that I remember most about that first match that you had, minus obviously with you know the rope breaking prior to it and just thinking like all the pressure that is on your debut match. But I, I do believe it was your parents. When you came out, they kind of stole my seat, whoever and whoever I was sitting with, because they wanted to be there for your, your uh, intro. And they're like, can we just stand here for this? I'm like, yeah, that's fine. That's I'll, 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 I'll let you live that out. Like be there for that final match, uh, not final match with that first match. So I let them do it. Now that's cool. Shit. I know, uh, like obviously any Akron show, I can I can see your mom there and everything. I get a I get a I do get a kick out of them. They're uh, good people. Oh yeah, for sure. They have a good time too. How uh, how supportive have they been? Like with you, like going to all these places. Do they are they chill? Do they freak out? Um, I don't think I've ever asked that. Like how parents react to it. Oh no, my my parents are totally with me. Um, that's that's with anything that I do really. 
So, yeah, I mean, they're just really happy that I'm getting opportunities and I'm getting to wrestle at this time, you know? So, yeah, they're, they're definitely behind me every step of the way. But they've never had any type of, like, I don't want to say a freak-out moment, but I don't know, like, something happens to you and it's just like, oh, shit, like, are you okay and blah, 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 like, just any panic mode. Um, I mean, I, I think that's, that's mainly my grandma. Okay. When she comes to the show, you always think, like, I remember... Um, it was the three-way with me, Will or Yuta, and Matt Justice. Okay. Uh, I, remember, intense title and happened. I remember that one. And, yeah, I remember after uh, we got welded on with the, with that chair, and then after I went through the table, like I, like us laying there, I remember my grandma was really freaking out about that. And then a, a couple uh, a couple people from my from my job, actually, too. Yeah, they all thought I was all, all hurt and stuff. So, yeah. But my, my parents are pretty chill about it. They, yeah. They think I'm all right. So, yeah, they, they don't really freak out. And, like, one thing I know we share is you've been watching wrestling, like, pretty much your whole life. I'm somewhat similar to that, and, like, my dad brought me in, too. But, it, it like, it for me, it wasn't like I'm trying to be like my dad. It's just I remember coming home, like, Sunday from church and, like, my dad watching WWF All-American, which was, like, early 90s. So there was just, like, me eating my lunch and always kind of watching it, but, like, not... At first, not hardcore paying attention. And then it just got to a point where, like, I'm turning my head and, like, I'm watching Razor Ramon. I'm watching Crush. But the thing that I remember most was when Lex Luger slammed Yokozuna on the 4th of July, I think it was. Or maybe it was Memorial Day. One of the, I want to say it was 4th of July. But anyway, that's, like, my big memory. And, like, for you, what was, like, the first thing you actually remember? Because you, you said you were watching when you were young. But when was, like, when you started actually, like, catching on to stuff? Like, okay this is this storyline and this is how it's going. I think uh, my first, like where I started to really catch on was uh, the 2002 Survivor Series where they had the first ever Elimination Chamber match. Um, and then like there was also, like there was the feud with Brock Lesnar in the big show where Paul Heyman had, had turned on Brock. And then, uh, you know, in that entire Elimination Chamber, like with the promo package and all that stuff, that, that's like my very first memory. I think, you know, that, that entire pay-per-view, I, I go back and watch it all the time. It was so good. So if Shawn Michaels was one of your favorites, what did you get into like later Shawn more, or did you go back and watch early Shawn? Uh, I, I think it was, so, uh, I was as a kid, I was into later, of course. Yeah. And then, I, uh, my parents, well, my dad, he also had tapes. Uh, like I remember, he had the I think it was, it was WrestleMania 13, I believe, with Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold. 14. Or was that 14? 14. Yeah, he's yeah, not. Remember, um, he's not at 13. 12 is when he won uh, the title against Brett, and 14 was Austin. Yeah, um, like he had like uh, that specific tape. I know he had, and then like he would have other tapes from the 90s with Shawn. You know, and yeah, I mean, I just I loved everything about Shawn Michaels, but I think it was like like the later Shawn that got me into him. At first, do you have a favorite Shawn Michaels match, early or later, or both? Ooh, man, that's a, that's a tough one. I um, think I think early in his career, like before you know at, uh, everything that came before WrestleMania 14. There's a lot of good matches. Like two of my favorite WrestleMania matches back at that time are Shawn Michaels match WrestleMania 12 against Brett, mainly because that was my 10th birthday, and I love both of them a lot so it was like my two favorite wrestlers wrestling on my birthday and then the other is the the ladder match against razor ramon at wrestlemania 10 like that is 
I'll go back and watch it every so once in a while because I like watching that and I like watching Brett and Owen. Like, just so good. Yeah. Early Shawn Michaels, I, I, I just loved all of his matches. They were, they were all good to me. I can't really pinpoint a favorite match, but um, his match was Stone Cold at that WrestleMania. That was, yeah, I really, I really like that one. That's up there for sure. And then nothing later that stands out. Uh, um, I remember as a kid really being into his feud with Randy Orton. Um, saw the Triple H, of course, the Triple H feud. Um, yeah, uh, his match with Chris Jericho at WrestleMania. Ah, crap! What was that? Is that I want to say nineteen. Is maybe, maybe I'm I'm blurry on some of like those with what matches happen when. Like I remember a lot of my early memories of of wrestling, but as it gets, I got older. It just some of it's a blur. Like I remember when that happened. I do want to say that potentially might be nineteen. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think it's. I'm really bad with the numbers. Um. Oh man, my my favorite triple threat match of all time uh, was Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and Chris Benoit wrestling at twenty. So that's that's definitely up there for sure too, for the later ones. Like as a kid, like I for me growing up in the nineties, he kind of captured my imagination. I think, uh, just kind of like pulling me in. He he kind of killed it. Like I don't know what it was. Like I I mean I liked Hogan, I liked Warrior, I liked Savage. But when I was like when like I said when I started really getting invested into it, it was after both of like all their heydays. Like I I have memories of them, but I don't have vivid like oh watching them wrestle. But it was something with Shawn Michaels, especially watching him like be this bad guy for a while and having that, you know, that match against Razor. I was I was rooting for Razor that night. But I think about a year and a half later, because he had the, the year after that, he had his match against Diesel. Like it was some point after that. I'm like, all right, this like Shawn Michaels guy is kind of cool. And like he just radiated coolness. I think if even at that age, I wanted to be Shawn Michaels growing up. I mean, granted, I learned uh, my body type wasn't going to allow for that, but still. One of my favorites. Oh, yeah. So who, who do you think, Shawn Michaels or Brett? Uh, I don't, I purposely don't pick because they're my favorite. Both of them. I love them both. Like, I'll always say that there's things that I can point out that I like more over the other, but it goes both ways. Like, there was that point as a kid, Bret Hart was just really cool because he had those classes. Like, I thought, like, his music was cool. The, the entrance was cool. He just radiated coolness to me. I mean, obviously, that was before... Sean became a good guy. Then when Sean became a good guy, he radiated coolness. And I think Sweet Chin Music was great. And like for a submission. Yeah, that was that was my stuff back in the day. Used to go around super kicking everybody in the hallway. Oh man. Sweet Chin Music for sure. <laughs> what were you saying now? Uh also like as a submission move, I think the sharpshooter is one of my favorites. Yeah. Like that—that that was one. If I was doing like some backyard wrestling or something, you know, I'd always want like one to throw the sharpshooter on somebody. Yeah, I, I think the uh, the walls of Jericho is my either that or the STF, the STFU from John Cena. Those two were my favorite submissions as a kid. I could I could see that. I think with uh, the walls of Jericho, I remember when he started using it. I was like, oh, it just—it's like the Boston Crab. Like to me, it didn't seem special. Like it didn't seem interesting. But. I mean, the way it's it's gone now through the years, I like I don't even kind of think of that as much anymore. And then STFU, obviously, by the time Cena came around, I was almost an adult, so I didn't look at at him the exact same way. I was, yeah, I was a kid when Cena came out, so he was definitely a cool one to me. Did you ever have a, a period where you didn't like Cena? No, I, I always liked Cena. I never got tired of him. 
Uh, I never understood why people hated him. I always liked Cena. I think it just speaks to age groups. Like I know, yeah, pe- I know people, sure. I know people who like kind of like always liked Hogan and Warrior and all of them. And but then like when they got older, maybe maybe they turned on, but maybe they didn't. I think if the internet was a big thing in the eighties, like there would have been this contingency of fans that just hated Hogan. They would have been like, "Oh, he sucks," and Vince is just trying to push him down our throats. But I'm like, in the eighties, it was just like, "Okay, cool. This is like we're gonna like this guy. He's like a superhero. He's fun." But now we get to a Cena. Like I, didn't, I had that age where I didn't like Cena, but eventually I just changed my mind. I'm like, all right, he's he's fun. He's cool with this and that. Like, did you have the? Uh, did you have the rap album? No, I did not. <laughs> and I never got into his, his rap back then. That was one thing I didn't get into. I'm trying to get a, a copy. Like, I accidentally I bought one off eBay, but I accidentally bought a, the edited version. I'm trying to collect as many like those type of CDs. Like, I actually bought, which is actually it's expensive uh macho man's rap album that was like oh, that cost me like 50 bucks i didn't even i didn't even know he had an album that's crazy <laughs> learn something new every day oh you should then did you know about hulk hogan's album no definitely not that's like early 90s like right around the time he got in the wcw because his wcw yeah his wcw theme is on there yeah it's not they're they're all not really that great. I think if I were to rank them, I would I would put Cena's album on top, and it's only because I thought he was a decent rapper, and then he put other people on the songs, but like uh, the one rapper Bumpy Knuckles, who was who was always really good to listen to. But as a whole, they're like they're obviously not remembered well. So what what's it been like to we kind of like touched on a little bit earlier, but to get that debut for GCW. Man, I, I didn't see it coming. That's that's first of all. Uh, like, I didn't think that I would be one of the guys that they would be bringing in, you know, as soon as wrestling started back up. But, um, yeah, it's just, when I got the opportunity, it was like, it was, it was crazy because, like, that's a place I've wanted to work since I've started, you know, uh, with all the buzz that GCW has gotten, you know, and they're definitely one of, one of the biggest independent uh, on the circuit right now. So, yeah, I was just really excited to to get out there. I knew everyone was going to be watching, so yeah, I was just, I don't know, very excited for it. And I'm I'm just happy that they kept me around. Like I don't watch many GCW shows, but as soon as I heard that, I got a hold of one of my friends and we like I went over to his house. I brought our uh, what was it? I paid for like pizza, and he would pay for the the show. Cause that was something that I wanted to see so bad. Like in between like you and Lee both of here's like these two dudes from my area, uh, not necessarily exactly the same place. Cause he's from Pennsylvania, but still like, this is still somewhat the same area and to get Yeah. But to, to get that opportunity was huge. And there, like I told you before, there was a friend of mine who is from like the New Jersey area and he's been to, a good amount of GCW shows live. I'm like, we've had like conversations about wrestlers and whatnot. And as soon as like that was announced, I I said like, dude, watch these two. Like these two dudes are awesome. You're going to fucking love them. And he came back to me like, yeah, like they're fucking awesome, man. Oh, like, see, told you. Yeah. I appreciate that summer. (laughs) Yeah. It's just one of those moments. Like I kind of go back to like where I see people grow and just to be able to, it probably would be hard for to, for me to sell you to other people maybe about a year or so ago, just depending on like how they can watch them. And they, you get this opportunity with GCW. It's like, boom, GCW's picking them up. So 
I'm telling you, watch them. And it's just, like I said, it's, it's such an awesome thing to see. And far as I, I've been told too, you've been doing a lot of work with Lee, like training wise. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, as much as I could, I go, I go up there to Pennsylvania. We, we train together. So just building chemistry as well. Plus like, like that man, he's a freaking genius. So learning from him, I mean, yeah, I've, I've learned a lot from that guy. I mean, getting an opportunity to work with him. So it's always a good time for sure. That's what makes it even better because I'm a firm believer that like this year, maybe even like a lot of last year was, are going to be big for Lee Moriarty. And I think you're making a big case for like next year being your year, like with, with all the momentum going into everything, even when the world shuts down, like you still f- managed to get on GCW. You also, which I mean, we haven't really tapped on too. It's something that I, I never hear you talk about. And I, maybe it's just because of where we're at. It doesn't get talked about a lot, but you were even like a, in a really good faction in uh, black label pro like i love that idea of blood diamond like everybody who was associated with them like this is awesome like this is kind of like newer names this is younger wrestlers and giving them an opportunity to shine and granted like it it's disbanded but still like i felt like you guys all had a moment to shine yeah yeah i mean it was definitely an interesting one um with, with us guys like we we never really worked together but uh you know and so it was, was kind of kind of weird ish like getting some chemistry together at first, but once we started rolling, we were good. It was it was a lot of fun with Blood Diamond. I don't I, like I don't know what it, what it was about it, but like when I first went to Black Label Pro and I seen that as a faction, I was like, this is really cool. Maybe it's because like like you said, like you guys didn't really wrestle anywhere else before. I mean, granted, like I think the main connection you had with anybody was uh, was obviously Bishop, mm-hmm. but even he wasn't he wasn't there to be at to begin with. And then, like, even, like, going back with Black Label Pro, even after that's all disbanded and everything went on with the world, like, their f- second show back, technically, uh, you had the match against uh, Trey Miguel. And I felt like, like, boom, like, this is another opportunity for Trey, uh, Trey, you, Lamar, to really, like, showcase himself because a lot of people have been watching Trey Miguel for the past couple years. And I don't know, it's just, like I said, really cool to see. Has there been anything else that Lee has taught you that has been real beneficial? Because obviously working with him is is like the obviously the smart idea. Yeah, um, I think with like when I'm working with Lee, uh, obviously everything that he does looks great. Like you know everything he does is executed so smooth. Um, you know it's just really different. You know so like working with him that it tells me that okay I have to up my game. You know what I mean. I have to like, I have to get on the same level as him. So, you know, like I have to think of something to do tonight where like they're going to remember me just as much, you know what I mean? So, you know, just like having that, it, it always makes it really fun working with them, you know, it just it makes me up my game. There's just, there's just something about Lee. Like recently I fell into, I don't know what's called a rabbit hole, but like I started watching videos on TikTok and I actually started making videos on TikTok and some that have kind of got a, a good amount of viewers and I started a little series called like you know independent wrestlers you should be on the lookout for and like I, I started off with with Lee because if there's anybody out there that people need to pay attention to right now because the next thing you know he's going to be somewhere big is it's fucking Lee and I want the whole world to know like how great he is and I love the fact that he started working with you and just giving that kind of competition 
because I mean, I mean, granted, we, we all give you shit, probably some more than others. I've decided to back off from it, but fuck, like, if there was anybody to learn from, it's it's fucking Lee right now. We all, we also just like work really well together. So, like that's why um, when we tagged together at the last CCW show, I was like really excited for that. So it was like, man, just thinking of all the possible things like that we could do together. You know, working on the same side. So yeah, it's always a great time being there with them. How did uh, the AIW return feel? Uh, I mean, well, it felt good like seeing everybody, um, like all the AIW roster guys. You know what I mean? Um, I think it would have felt more at home if it was in Cleveland, uh, like at, at the, at the Odeon, you know, but I mean, it is what it is. It, it was, I was just very happy to see everybody really and to see a, like an actual AIW show, you know? I think that's where I'm at to where, like, I mean, it felt great and it was like really cool to see like all you guys again and all the fans again, but there's going to be something said when we get to that next actual Odeon show. Like we're gonna we're gonna go nuts because I think we all thought all right as soon as AW comes back like that like we're all gonna go nuts at the first show and I felt like we fell short from that but I felt like it's we weren't at the Odeon we weren't even in Cleveland or Ohio so it's like we got AIW back but it, it at the end of the day it still wasn't the same thing like we're into, we're definitely waiting for that moment where we're a hundred percent back to normal the Odeon's packed. Um, it's showtime and we just got a great fucking show ahead of us. And I think that's when like, we're going to, we're going to go ape shit. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I can't wait for that. Like for the AIW theme to hit for the first time at the audience. Oh man, that's going to be such a great feeling. It was weird. Like when the AIW music hit and then we didn't have a barricade to hit. I was like, Oh yeah. damn, this can't really like clap. My hands won't make as much noise. I can't really stomp on the ground. Cause it's that's, that's still not making much noise. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to the first show back at the Odeon. That's for sure. One quick thing I want to get on before we get to the Fave 5 questions, and it's something that I I feel like it was looked at, looked over for that weekend, or that AIW show, the fact that 40 Acres has a new member. Yeah. I love it. I love the the addition of uh, Jocelyn Navarro. I think 40 Acres as a whole can go so many more places, and I, I, I think she's the perfect fit. I actually had no idea that was happening until um, until later on that day. Like it was after my match. I think I can't remember uh, what exactly was said to me. But uh, I it was like we have a new member or something like that. It was like they they thought that I knew. Was, um, so I was like, wait, who who are you talking about? And they said Jocelyn. And I was like, really? And they said, yeah, she came out with us. I was like, oh, okay. Like I was backstage. I had no idea that was happening. But yeah, that's. Yeah, I think she's a great fit for 40 Acres. I'm excited to see what she does. I think as a whole, I'm curious to see what 40 Acres does as a whole, not even just her. We we talk about a lot of the momentum and everything, and just watching the, the birth of 40 Acres, it was three dudes who there there wasn't much going on for them, but you guys said, like, oh, we're going we're gonna to make something for us. And there's been a lot of, like, great matches with 40 Acres, whether it be, you know, the singles or, you know, the group tag matches. And now adding her, especially when we have, you know, Ziggy added to the roster. So now we have two basically local females to the roster so we can get more women's matches. And I love it. And if we happen, maybe happen to down the road, see 40 acres versus the production one more time. 
I I wouldn't complain because we would have two new members to add to that mix. Right. Yeah, definitely spicing things up a little bit. Maybe some intergender matches coming back to add that, you know? Ooh, that'd be great. Because yeah. I, 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 both, actually, because I was going to say, like, I, when I think of Ziggy, I think of a lot of intergender matches, but I forget with Jocelyn, especially with Mega. Like, she's had a lot of intergender matches. Oh, yeah. Like, the mat, the last match I seen her in was um, versus Jackson Stone. And I kind of... Yeah, I remember that one. I'd kind of, I'd kind of forgot about it until you just mentioned her uh, intergender wrestling. Like, oh, shit, yeah. Like, she's... She's, like I think, like flown under the radar when it comes to uh, black wrestlers. Like, I know she did the Black Wrestlers Matter show, and she was, like, one of two people I knew on the show. Maybe three. But she's another one that eventually more people are going to know about. And, God, you get her in some more intergender matches, she's going to fucking light the world on fire. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, man, let's start to wrap up this show and get into the fave five questions. Hey, this is Booker T, five-time champ, and this is the Fave Five Questions. Now, can you dig it? All right, question number one, favorite flavor of Pop-Tarts? S'mores, for sure, hands down. And that is the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> the best. Like, I, I love, like, almost every single flavor, but there's just something about the s'mores flavor. The only one that comes close to being as good, but I don't know whether it's staying around full-time, and that's the Fruit Loops Pop-Tart. But other than that, I've had probably close to 30 years of love for the S'mores Pop-Tart. I've never had a Fruit Loops Pop-Tart. That's crazy. I didn't even know they had those. They came out like a year or so ago, I think, as just a limited time thing. But I saw some about a month ago. But I don't know whether it was the end of the run or whether they're staying around. But that's the closest like other flavor that I'm like, oh, my God, this is really good. To me, I would think maybe, uh, I don't know. I, I think close second will probably be brown sugar cinnamon, maybe. There's something, I, I think that's the- there's something with me in that one where I've said it before, where I feel like that's an old person flavor. Like, I don't know. They, when I look at all the other Pop-Tart flavors, like a lot of the, the, the older ones of, that have been around as long as it, a lot of the other ones have, it's like the the non-flashy one. Like there's obviously all the fruit flavors and even when it comes to the more sweeter flavors of like chocolate and vanilla, but then it's cinnamon and brown sugar for something for some reason for many years I'm like, I don't know, that just isn't as flashy, but it is oddly enough a very very popular flavor. Oh, yeah, especially if you put it in the uh you put it in the toaster. You there know, you it has been a while since I've had that in a toaster. I'm probably like next time I get some, I'm probably going to have to try it. Because I know in the past like, year or so, I have gotten into, like, a cinnamon kick with, like, almost anything cinnamon I'll eat and love. Like, I do know, like, it's not a question on here. I know one of your favorite cereals, or your favorite, period, is Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh, for sure. That's the best cereal ever. I, my favorite, it's, it's Golden Grahams. And I feel like, oh. I feel like Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Golden Grahams are like a brother and sister because... They're almost identical except for the flavor, and no other cereal is like like those two. Yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe it's either Frosted, one of the Frosted Mini Wheat, or Raisin Bran Crunch will be my second favorite. Raisin Bran is under is very underrated as a whole, whether it be that or Raisin Bran Crunch, whatever it is, because I feel like outside of marshmallows, the coolest thing to have in in cereal is raisins because. They're they're still sweet like candy, but they're I mean they're technically grapes, so they're they're better for it. Right. 
All right, question number two. Let's go with favorite video game console. Always Xbox. The OG or like, is there a particular one? Well, um, well, I mean, I, I got the Xbox One, so yeah, I, I was just thinking like those those specific consoles, uh, just Xbox created. Um, I'm not sure, but if I'm going to upgrade to the next Xbox, what is it? Uh, what's it called again? The I believe it's the Series X, Xbox Series X. Yeah. Oh no! If if I were to get another console, I think it would actually be the PS5, just because of the Spider-Man exclusive. Um, but yeah, definitely Xbox for sure. So you'll be battling Big Twan Tucker on who's going to be Spider-Man. <laughs> yes, sir. Big Twan. <laughs> I forgot about that little arrow where he was so infatuated with that game that like when he went to uh, New York for WrestleMania weekend, like there was like his. I don't remember if it was Instagram or Snapchat of him just doing videos of like him being like him being Spider-Man like, psh, psh, yeah, like web. yeah. Oh man, that was funny. God. I think he posted on both Twitter and Instagram. Whatever it was, a fucking. <laughs> whenever I think of that game now, I think of him, and then I think of those particular videos mm-hmm. where he was just in love with New York City because of that fucking video game. All right. All right. Question number three. Let's go with, there's so many here that like I ask a lot. I'm, I don't know whether people are getting tired of them or not, but let's go with wings, bone in or out. Uh, bone in. I mean, I, I like them both, but yeah, I, I think I'd rather go with bone in. What's your favorite sauce? Um, Like sauce for wings? Yeah. Yeah, hot. Anything hot, really. Are you crazy and have done the atomic challenge? No, sir. <laughs> I probably never will. Yeah, I don't get too crazy with it, but. Like as a whole, like that's my favorite barbecue. I mean, not barbecue. Uh, that's my favorite wing place, and barbecue is my favorite. But I, I'll never go that route of going atomic or triple atomic now because it's weird. So many years ago, maybe close to a decade, they added the triple atomic. But then recently, I went there and I noticed they took away the actual regular atomic, but they still have triple atomic. Hmm. Yeah, nope, not me. I don't even look that way, bro. Do you have a favorite wing place? Um, not really. Uh. I don't, I don't think I have, I don't think there's a place that makes bad wings, honestly. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, I don't really have a favorite. I feel like I can name a place that does bad wings, but it, it is, it's kind of rare. I do say that my baseline now, like if I want to try a place besides barbecue, because barbecue can go in many different routes, but the real test for me is a simple mild because all mild should be like somewhat of the same taste. So that's kind of like my indicator. Is this a good wing or not? Because yeah. kind of like you say, like, you can't fuck up pizza. I feel like you can't fuck up a mild wing. All right. Question number four. Stepbrothers or Talladega Nights? Um, well, I've never seen Stepbrothers. <laughs> so I'm going to have to go with Talladega Nights. You've never seen Stepbrothers? That's a first. I don't think I've yeah. ever had someone say they've never seen either of them. Or like, well, I mean, saying like, I'm saying as one of them they haven't seen like normally people have seen both yeah i mean i probably have i just don't really remember it but yeah nights bro that's to, of both of those that's my favorite but i i would suggest you to watch stepbrothers it's definitely a classic and if you like talladega nights i think you would like stepbrothers too because normally if someone likes one they like the other and the, the reason i have the question is because making people pick of the two all right, question number five. I haven't done this in a while, but it seems perfect for you, and I should have warned you. Uh, this is the AJ Gray question. 
And if you remember back so many years ago, AJ Gray used to love giving his unpopular opinions on Twitter. Do you have any unpopular opinions? Unpopular opinion. Um, oh man, I probably have a few actually. I just can't think of any right off the top of my head. Um, whether it be something in like television, movies, music, anything like that. Well, I mean, my, my love for Chris Brown music, it seems like nobody's really into that anymore. So I guess that, that counts. Yeah. And it seems like, it, yeah, it seems like every time I bring up Chris Brown being so good, somebody has something to say. Um, I don't know. I, I hate drinking cold water. It has to be room temperature. Ooh, that's a, di- that's a different one. Yeah, that's, yeah, I can't stand drinking cold water. Like, what what is it about it that you don't like? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I um, I honestly couldn't tell you, but I hate it. <laughs> like, yeah, I can't explain it, but I I do hate it. Yeah, it has to be room temperature when I'm drinking it. Um, other than that, that's that's pro- that's about it that I can think of off the top of my head. You're gonna literally uh, think of of a bunch tonight, and you're like, damn it, I should have said that. That one's a good one. Oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> like I I already know I have quite a few opinions that people don't agree with <laughs> so yeah i just wish I, I had a heads up on this summers i didn't well i mean the list of questions i have are long and i haven't asked that one in a while mainly because i do have to like give somebody a heads up that that question is coming so i've avoided it for a while but i thought like uh oh, aj gray is part of 40 acres it's kind of the reason why i have this because of like all his his hot takes that he used to always say on twitter and that God, that seems like forever ago because then we had uh, we had horny AJ Gray for a while, and then I, I don't know what AJ Gray we're at now. Oh, Limp Biscuit, uh, AJ Gray, that's a fun AJ Gray. There was the Shawn Michaels or Bret Hart AJ not too long ago. Yeah, that's a good. That's another good one. Yeah, well, he was totally uh, Bret Hart. Yeah, it's always a different AJ Gray. He always brings something else to the table when it comes to Twitter. All right, question number six uh, for you that I. I, Taylor around my guest. I want to know what's the next title you would love to win and against who? Hmm. Um, let's see. I can't say against who, but I would love to win either the intense title or the absolute title. Those two are, are definitely ones that I would like to get. AEW, to specify. <laughs> I mean, they both could be against uh, Matt Justice at this point. Yeah. That is that is very true. I mean, Matt just is, uh, like I said earlier, they had the triple threat match for it, but it wasn't a singles match, so maybe it might be different next time. You never know. I mean, one thing I was kind of thinking with with him, because granted, it'd be cool to see you or PB or you and Adre win the tag titles in AIW, but at the same time, who's to know what's going to happen with that intense title? Like, eventually, I would figure justice is going to lose it or have to forfeit or wherever we go after the next AIW show. And I could easily see you become intense champion. Like, let's say hypothetically it gets put up and we have like a number one contenders match and like, imagine it's a scramble. Like there's no reason why you couldn't win and you could have a, have a good reign as the champion. Yeah. Yeah. I've always wanted one of the intense title. That's for sure. Ever since I started, I don't know what it was, but that's definitely one that I've always wanted. I even think in the past couple of years when it comes to that title in AIW, just some of the feuds have been really good. You know, whether it be when Janela was champion, when Don's was champion, fuck the back and forth between Bishop and Justice too. Like, that was a real big highlight of last year in AIW. Yeah. 
the main one that I want to win next is the intention title for sure. I think as a whole that that would be really cool to see. I mean, no matter what belt it is for you to hold in AIW, I think like we've seen very little students become champion. Like Bishop has been intense and then he was obviously absolute champion for literally a couple minutes. And I mean, if there was going to be the next person up to like, I would figure is going to win a championship. It's probably you. I mean, that'd be cool. Well, you never know. Maybe one day. Maybe when we get back to normal and we're having regular monthly shows at the Odeon, we have the the bi-yearly shows down in Akron, and, you know, we, we kind of go back to the way life used to be. All right, man. Uh, any final thoughts or last-minute plugs before we go? Um, Arch for plugs? Let's see. You can follow me on Twitter at Trey Lamar underscore. That is T-R-E-L-A-M-A-R underscore. And Facebook, Trey Lamar. And then your Instagram? Uh, Instagram and Twitter. Ah, uh, it's true. Uh, <laughs> All good summer. And of course, you can find myself at Heavyset three three zero on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Much like you can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook dot com slash Wrestling Cheers. Twitter dot com slash Wrestling Cheers. Instagram dot com slash Wrestling Cheers. Email if you so choose. Desire Wrestling Cheers at gmail dot com. And we have the merch store over at Whatamaneuver dot Like I said earlier in the show, please rate, review, and subscribe to Evelyn's Fine Podcast, whether it be Apple Podcast. Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, Spanish Announce Table, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Let the Hate Flow Through You, Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution, Baby, Virtual Pros, The IndieCast, Sobros Network, Off the Hop Rope, Game Marks Podcast, We Like Sports Podcast, Powerbomb Jitsu, Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, The Chick Foley Show, Positively Pro Wrestling, Row One, Seat One, IWTV Guide, At Odds with Wrestling, Marks with Mikes, and The Dark Match Podcast. Check out our other non-podcast friends such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, The Mystery Men, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, Happy Hour with Steve Guy, Good Company, Toy Hio Toy Show, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smokin' Jay's Barbecue, Wrestle Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you could be the next AIW Intense Champion. Later. It's the Wrestling Cheers. Get up on your feet, praying in your day, in the middle of the week, and you gotta love the show, yeah you know it holds a title for the best podcast, talking wrestling in Ohio, finishing a cold one, take a load off, we ain't all about the prohibition like Josh, so we cheers, and then we sit back, other shows are in the trash, kinda like they Nick Stapp, like the name is Matt Justice, wearing all the gold, Wrestling Cheers is coming to a close. The number one podcast going in the game. And one day everybody's gonna know the name. It's the Wrestling Cheers. This is Platinum Max signing off. Ohio, good night. The world, good night. We love you. We'll see you next week.